Well, nobody saw this coming. Businesses haven't planned for it, and for many of them, it could be the end of the line. But Michael Fingland from Vantage Performance says, don't give up hope. These are not usual times, and many usual rules don't apply. There are payment deferments, government stimulus, low-cost loans, and a desire from everyone to keep businesses alive. But you need to act now to ensure you sail through this in one piece. I'm Phil Dobby, and today on the Vantage Performance podcast, how to develop a rapid business stabilisation plan to cope with the impact of COVID-19. Well, lots of businesses today will have no money coming in. Some might be experiencing big cuts in revenue with an inability to cut overheads. Add to that, of course, we don't know how long this is going to go on for. What we do know is we can't sit on our hands and wait for it to be over. That's why you need a business stabilisation plan pretty pronto. Michael Fingland, Executive Director and CEO of Vantage Performance, is here to help us get cracking on one. Uh, So everyone's going to need this, Michael, I'd I'd assume. I can't imagine any business is not going going to be facing a very different set of numbers this month, next month, Mm. and probably the month after. Exactly right, Phil, and good morning. Certainly, I mean, a a typical 100-day stabilisation plan, 100-day work plan, whatever you call it, is critical in any turnaround, and and that's that's always step one uh, in any any turnaround process, but, you know, it's, it's even more critical in the current climate. Uh, I mean, we've seen a huge spike in, in activity, new, new clients and the size of clients as well. I mean, we're working with five clients, turning over $500 million um, and, and higher. And, um, and and then you've got all the typical SME mid-market uh, uh, clients that are all, all concerned about their cash flow, all concerned about how this is going to impact on their business. So we're, we're doing... Uh, a lot of sort of liquidity workshops and how do they plan development so we can give them a, uh, some peace of mind that there is there is a pathway through this and you know, it's going to be difficult. There are some initial initiatives, you know, different things you can do in this current climate that you, you perhaps uh, couldn't do previously. So there are options available, but you have to move quickly. And, and for everybody, I mean, if, if my, my revenue is down to zero, if I just can't perform mm-hmm. now... Uh, I mean, it's a lot of businesses will be going, well, you know, you can tell me I need a plan, but it's clear to me I just can't survive. Yeah, well, there are, as I said, these are strange times and there are a lot of things you can put on ice. You know, the government in Australia is talking about, you know, an, another wave of, of initiatives to effectively put businesses into sort of the deep freeze, as they're calling it, uh, in the media at the moment, mm. which is, uh, I mean, the government's already come out with a raft of packages which we'll come, which we'll come on to, but such things as, you know, uh, freezing the ability for landlords to to evict uh, you know businesses and, and tenants, um, you know there's, there's there's low interest loans that are available. You know there's a freeze on basically paying tax at the moment. So there are a lot of things that you can do to sort of preserve your cash uh, and create as long a longer runway as you can. But as you as you rightly point out, if if revenue doesn't start to bounce back, uh, some businesses won't survive this, and that's the unfortunate and terrible. Uh, outcome of this crazy disease, um, which is having an untold mm. toll on mental health as, as well as everything else. But and we haven't seen, you know, there's going to be a huge amount of impact on society once, even once we get back to full throttle. But this is about uh, taking a whole bunch of steps now, which we'll run through, yep. which which gives you the best opportunity to rebound once once this uh, 
Not as crisis is over. Well, I mean, there's and there's a lot to talk about, isn't there? So, look, we'll we'll do other podcasts, obviously, mm. uh, to, to, to try and help people mm. through these difficult times. But a normal business stabilisation program, you'd look at say the the three things: uh, stakeholder communication, uh, working capital initiatives, and then looking at how you restructure your operations and and your finances. So maybe mm. we should work through those because it's pretty much the same, isn't it? We're just doing it all in a far more compressed time period, a lot more condensed. So just just really rapid sort of liquidity workshops where I mean, we had a, a workshop uh, about a week ago for a client turning over 700 and we came up with $55 million worth of initiatives in about three hours. So if you know what you're doing and you know where to look, you can you can identify significant savings. Um, obviously, that's a large corporate example, but there are a lot of uh, initiatives that most businesses are simply not aware of because they just don't do this day in, day out. And that's what we want to provide a bit of insight into today. So, and we've, and we've created a, uh, a, a, sort of shortcut version, if you like, of our standard 100-day plan, which builds in all the additional initiatives that government, state, federal, uh, et cetera, are rolling out. And uh, and uh, if any of our listeners would like a copy, happy to uh, provide a copy uh, because the, the reality is there, there are going to be so many businesses in distress um, and near collapse that we, you know, as a firm, as an industry, you're never going to be able to actually help them all. So uh, we're... we're Basically, saying we're happy to provide this cheat sheet if you like, um, so businesses can actually do a lot of the heavy, lift, heavy lifting themselves. You know, we'll provide the guidance, but but they can actually um, carry out a lot of these initiatives. So we've uh, so converted our standard hundred day plan, if you like, into a uh, sort of a really uh, direct kind of do this, do that type of type of. Uh, Checklist, so right. uh, so SMEs can, uh, can well. Let's, so so we, do, we do a couple themselves. of those, then. if we go through those mm. those three categories, mm. so stakeholders. There's a lot of stakeholders, yep. and mm. there'd be a there'd be a, a fear, wouldn't there, that if you approach some of these stakeholders and say, "Look, we are in trouble," uh, they're going to be getting similar approaches from other people, and they're going to be saying, "Well, look, I, I don't want to hear about it. I'm not going to help you." Yeah. Look, the first and foremost, stakeholder communication. It is critical in any turnaround. Okay, but it is it is just extremely important. Uh, more so now. So, and what I mean by that is, like when it comes to your staff as a business owner, large or small, they are all scared. They're always scared about their job when they know you're going through a financial turnaround or crisis. So, you need to mm. up the ante. You need to have daily uh, huddles. You know, we're big fans of the Van Harnish Rockefeller habits daily and weekly huddles. So, have your short 15 minute uh, daily huddle with the team. You know, what are you up to today? Uh, what are the key levels for the day? Am I stuck? Um, do I need any help? So that just creates a forum to improve communication. It's a simple, simple tool, but in 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 uh, in any uh, sort of business that gets into crisis, the the lack of communication is always the biggest gripe by by employees. So if you want to try and hold your morale together and your and your employees together, even if they're in a shutdown, even if they're locked down, there are things that they can be doing to keep busy. But keep up a daily. You can do it on video, Skype, uh, Zoom, Teams, whatever, or even just a teleconference. Do a daily 15-minute huddle and a weekly huddle about the plans for the week. Keep that up. Internal newsletters. Um, as, as leaders, you need to be talking to to and make sure your management team are talking to your staff, asking if they're okay because they're all they're all scared right now. Yeah. So but what they'll be scared about uh, is whether they is whether they're going to have a job or not yep, in, and that's uh, what, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's right. right, and that's why you need to do all of these initiatives so you can give them the comfort that you've extended your runway. This is all about extending your runway mm. uh, to get on the back end of this. And we will, we will get on the back of this. This is this is an unusual and different crisis, but it's a crisis all the same, and crisis crises will pass as as this one will. 
Um, it may mean that we all have to go into lockdown for three or four weeks, which is my personal view, um, and 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 just try and kill the kill the virus and then reboot. But you know, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> leading the charge. But but this is all about creating longer runway, so you can give your staff comfort. It may mean that you know that the team might have to go to fifty percent pay uh, or, or stand down, but but that give them comfort that there will be a job to come back to. So that's what uh, responsible leaders are doing with these liquidity workshops and hundred day plan. You know, programs to, to lengthen their runway. And uh, what we want to do today is, is make sure that everyone's across um, all the support measures that are out there. So again, you know, whether we're helping them or not, they can they can um, get a lot of these things done uh, themselves. So financiers, right? Um, always critical in any turnaround. You need to talk to your financier. They're, they're giving automatic six-month payment holidays right now. Um, some banks are giving automatic extensions of facilities up to a certain percent. Uh, covenant waivers, so if you've got you know, certain waivers that are tested every month, every quarter, every six months, request an extension of those uh, wait, uh, those covenants so you don't end up in default. Um, so they're, they're, they are um, uh, you know, doing everything they can to ensure that businesses don't collapse. Banks don't want you to collapse in any situation, particularly now. And the RBA has come out with essentially a $90 billion backstop package to banks so they can offer those six-month holidays. So talk to your financier immediately mm. and request... Um, uh, uh, and, and, and you know, talk to them regularly. I mean, they're going to get inundated if they aren't already. So, but keep that communication lines open. Uh, like in any turnaround, if you keep open, honest communications going with your financier, they will help you. On working so, capital, uh, I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, you've, you've got to look at your cash flow, haven't you? And, 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 mm. and there will be a whole load of things in there that normally you would say, yes, we have to pay mm. that. Uh, but some of those, some of those, you can. Uh, I'm assuming now you can say, well, I, we can we can push that back. Yeah, we can push it back three months it, or six it months. Is a, it is a whole new world. It's a whole new world right now. So with customers, um, so and, and this is this is one we always do, but it's it's proving quite fruitful in these current plumps. If you if you're a business that is a critical supplier to one of the majors, such as Woolies, Coles, BHP, you know, one of the big one of the big corporates in Australia, uh, they. Are awash with cash. I mean, the whole supermarket industry—they are awash with cash because they're churning over so much in terms of sales. Mm. So they need to protect their supply chain. Okay, so if you just—you you might think that's 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 a fruitless exercise. You know, as if my you know, my debtors are going to pay me earlier. Some are like BHP. We we started telling all of our clients in the mining services space. Um, the major miners who are awash with cash—they'll use this as a PR exercise, as will Woolies and Coles and Aldi and all the others. Yeah. Uh, they have the cash to be able to do this. They'll use it as a PR exercise as well. Yeah, sounds a bit callous, but that's the truth. But they might that, also want you to survive. I mean, they might they might be seeing if they see you as a good supplier, they they would they want you to survive. They need so you they to want survive. to make sure. So, yeah. so you need to have a think about your customer base. Are you an important cog in their wheel? And if so, request them to go to seven day terms or cash, just for the next few weeks while you get through this. So uh, we're already having significant success on that front, and clients hadn't even thought of it as as a, as a possibility. But you need to understand, like in any negotiation, in any turnaround, work out, try and put yourself in the other person's shoes and, and try and work out that angle when, you, when you're looking to negotiate. Same with creditors. Uh, we always rank creditors into A, B, and C. So A's are those, you know, this is when you're working out payment plans. A's are those that will stop your business if you don't pay them or negotiate you know, a, a you know, shorter term payment plan. B's are those you can probably get 30 to 60 days out of, and C's are those that you can you can switch out with other suppliers. They're not critical, uh, and you can push them out even further. Now, the government's come out with a, uh, an initiative which basically says if your debt's under $20,000, uh, even if they take legal action, you've got up to six months 
um, before you need to address their statutory demand. So in reality, that's that's an eight to nine month delay um, by the time they issue a stat, issue a issue a demand, then three more demands, and then then a stat demand. So effectively, all debts under twenty, if they're not critical to you, you can push out for six months. So you know, when we're looking at and building up cash flows for clients at the moment, we're basically saying start at net wages and you, and you build up from there, and then we'll tell you what what we think is absolutely critical up and above that. But that's 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 as sort of crazy as this is right now. Mm. Um, net wages. I mean, the government's rolling out a whole bunch of um, credits for tax, payroll tax reprieves. The Queensland government's offering a, a payroll tax refund for um, payroll tax you've already paid in November and December. Other states will, will follow with similar measures, yeah. um, but they're offering a, an actual absolute holiday for January, February, March that'll likely be extended to June, and then and then uh, no no power tax for the next twelve months. So there are significant um, uh, outflows that you can take out of your normal cash flow that you wouldn't normally be able to do in a, in a typical turnaround, and that's that's the lens you have to look at this through. This is a totally different world. I'm only going to pay those that stop my business, assuming that business is still trading. Um, you know, with with staff, as I said, well, with with creditors, the message is right now. Even if they're an A A creditor, um, where we're and this is the standard messaging, right? In a typical situation as well, uh, we're currently working out the impact on our business. Um, we're, we're working out a range of payment plans. We'll come back to you once we've got clear visibility. And that'll always buy you two or three weeks. So that needs to be your standard messaging to your creditors. Otherwise, I'll just keep calling and keep calling, uh, and then then you've got time to. Build your thirty-week cash flow, as you mentioned before, mm-hmm. and your and your hundred-day plan of all the initiatives that you're going to build in uh, to to lengthen that runway. And then it's it's time 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 consuming and painstaking, but you're just going to have to go through your creditors, and that's why you rank them A, B, and C. You focus on the A's first in terms of negotiating uh, ongoing support and payment plans. How else can you uh, just, like, either cut your costs or put you put your costs back? What what other moves can you make? Yeah, so we'll talk through the, the sort of. The second step then working capital initiatives. So um, we talked about early payment initiatives with your major major customers. Certainly do that. Um, uh, we talked about A's, B's, and C's financial support. Again, uh, some companies are, are getting more an increase in facilities, not, not just a hold on their existing facilities. So um, certainly request more. Uh, you never know what you're going to get. Federal and state government. We've, we've talked about a range of their initiatives. Um, ATO. For POIG and GST, they're offering credits for, for up to fifty grand in, in April, fifty grand in July for for businesses under fifty mil. Um, there's going to be a, a my, my personal view, as we were talking before the podcast, is is that I think we'll end up in a position where the federal government ATO, which is effectively Treasury, will offer an amnesty for for debts up to a certain point, mm. because you know once we come out of this. There's going to be such a mountain of debt to, to plough through because you've got you've got delayed bank payments, you've got delayed creditors. There's just there's going to be so many zombie companies no. that we're going to end up languishing for ten years unless there's a reset. So that means, however however bad the numbers look, if you, on your spreadsheet, if it looks bad and you think I can't continue this business, don't give a hope. Seems to be what you're saying because there's going to be a lot of other businesses in exactly the same boat, and the government is going to have to step no, in somehow. There's a lot of psychology in this. There's a lot of psychology in turnarounds generally, but. Uh, particularly now, around having that positive mindset, right, mm. and that, that perseverance, which is one of the most important qualities uh, in when you're going through a turnaround. This is a different, totally different landscape. The rules are being rewritten as we speak. As I said, our firm, our our view advantage is that we are we are, and we've already 
been talking about things that we thought were going to happen, such as you know BHP and Woolies offering seven-day terms to keep this. That's happening. Um, the ATO offering credits, you know, haircuts. Um, that's already happening. I mean, the fifty grand credit. And this is what we're telling clients around the country: the fifty grand credit that SMEs, uh, you know, will get straight into their into their ATO account uh, in in at the end of April and, and end of July. That's a haircut. That's just a more efficient haircut. Yeah. They are giving you a credit of fifty grand. And, and another 50 grand. So that is a haircut. Um, I think that's the first wave. I think when we get to on the back end of this, there is, as I said, you know, outstanding um, uh, tax to the ATO went from 12 billion to 30 billion after the after the uh, uh, after the GFC, 18 billion straight away within two years, and that's all the payment plans. And then now it's over 30. We could easily see this go to go to 40, 50, 60. There is no way in the world that SME uh, businesses are going to be able to pay that back. So hang in there, even though you, th- you might think that your your debt burden is just going to be too insurmountable, I'm not so sure. I think firmly believe, as I said, there will be some sort of reset because otherwise we are in a 10-year malaise um, because the debt burden will just be too great. So, so don't, don't think that, that all hope is gone because I think I think we haven't. We've only just seen the start of the, the support packages, in my view, and there's going to be wide-reaching uh, options available to restructure your balance sheets just to clear the decks, um, so you can rebound quickly. Right. Okay. It doesn't mean, of course, that you shouldn't do everything you can to uh, try and uh, no. increase that 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 working capital or at least minimise the, uh, the right. reduction in it. So down to things like rent. Okay. So. We're telling every client to negotiate a three-month holiday on your rent. Now, there's and we, and again, we said that there's likely to be legislation coming out. In our view, that um, that legislation will be passed, uh, putting a making it, you know, uh, putting a freeze on landlords' ability to kick tenants out. So, in the last 24, 48 hours, it is moving that quickly. Um, different states are now talking about that. Maybe just residential. It might be business as well. Um, and what they're looking at, because the issue with with um, uh, landlords is landlords have insurance which which backstops them if uh, mm. if a tenant defaults, but they only can claim that insurance if they evict the tenant. So there's a structural issue there which is counterproductive in the current climate. So what you may see is uh, banks now also backstopping insurance companies so they can allow uh, you know tenants to be paid uh, and and result in less people being evicted. So but or there's going to be um, Laws passed that says you can't evict um, tenants for four months, uh, which is the, the window of this of this crisis. So when you're working out your cash flow, that's why I said you start from net wages and then you build up from there. Assume payment plans for 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 your bank. Um, all, m- most creditors, um, you know, landlords, um, you know, a whole range of normal things you can put on ice. Uh, at least for the next 30, 60 days um, to get through the back of this, because everyone's in the same boat, and the government's basically. With their, their rafter packages are effectively saying we're all going to hold each other's hand on this for the next few months um, and we're going to stop people being predatory. We're going to uh, put some laws in place to stop people taking advantage of, of these situations, uh, and uh, which is a good thing because this is unprecedented. And if we don't do that, then there will be uh, collapses on a scale that we've never seen before. And that's why I firm, firmly believe that there will be some uh, mechanism of debt reset uh, on the back end of this, um, and and at the end of the day, if it takes us twenty years to pay it off, it takes us twenty years to pay it off, mm. and it'll be through higher taxes. You know, corporates will pay a, a higher tax rate as will individuals that are paying tax, and that's okay. Um, we're on this together. 
Yeah, yeah. So normally, uh, when you're looking at a restructure, you'd be saying, "Well, okay, how do we? I mean, how do we restructure the the, the business? Uh, you know, do we mm. do we change the uh, yep. do we change the focus of the business? Do we get rid of various product lines? Do we yep. look for new opportunities? That's right. Do we do all of those things? Because it seems yep. like if, we, if if things were fine before, absolutely. We, uh, but is it the right time yeah. to use restructuring? The business? Have you got time to do it over the next few weeks? For example. Well, if if we're all in a bit of a slowdown, then you've got time to think strategically. Mm. And that's why having that positive mindset is so critical. So a lot of businesses, I mean, before I come on to that, I'll just talk about uh, overstocking. So a lot of businesses end up overstocked and they'll be overstocked right now. So put immediate stop on purchase orders for for areas that you're overstocked in because if you run those down, that creates cash because you're not you're not incurring new credits that you're going to have to pay later on. So that has to be part of your your uh, 100-day plan is, is running down stock yeah. that you're overstocked on. Um, and uh, But then looking at, um, how do you securitize, how do you release cash from your balance sheet, basically, which is coming on to sort of financial and operational restructuring. So um, if you, you know, debt of finance, invoice finance is a great tool uh, for unlocking where you, where you basically um, start selling your invoices to a financier for upfront payment. So that's a great tool in a turnaround situation generally anyway, uh, even more important now. And, and the major debt of funders are all backstopped by the by the major banks, and that's where they have their wholesale funding lines. So they've all confirmed to us, because um, we have a number of clients who use it, that their wholesale lines are lock solid and, and, they're, and they're open for business. So that is that is a definite tool to look out to create immediate working capital. Um, there, are, there are a lot of um, high net worth individuals, family offices uh, that are awash with cash. So they are, you might think that you know, who, who would lend money to my business? Who would invest in my business right now? I can tell you we're having some significant um, uh, discussions at the moment the term sheets for high net worth family offices, um, you know, mezzanine um, uh, financiers who are backed by those sort of same people who have a lot of firepower, who can who also see this as an opportunity, just like the GFC. There are people that panic. Mm. Um, there are there are existing financiers who might want to exit. Um, they are special purpose, you know, equity debt um, um, outfits that are comfortable taking these sorts of risks, and and you're going to see a lot of businesses saved by that wave of capital. So it is there. You need to have your 30-week cash flow, your three-way forecast, your, your 100-day plan. You need to give them um, um, all the usual things that you would in a turnaround. And that's why you know, we're saying in this, you know, if we even if we are in a lockdown situation, you've got a three to four-week window to get all that ready so you can start negotiating uh, support packages either from your existing financiers or incoming financiers that we can arrange. So you can you can have that firepower. So when we come out of this, you're going to take advantage of, of the malaise um, and uh, and you'll be more likely to survive, whereas unfortunately a lot won't because they just won't have done that work. So now is the perfect time to sort of get that homework done so you can get term sheets, facilities sorted. Um, so as soon as the... The, the lift has come. Um, you can you can solve the issue and get get moving. And, it, and if it is a, a closed down situation, a lockdown situation, I guess you've yep. got to look at what you can mm. close. How can you how can you cut your costs to the to the minimum? Yeah, and look, you know, we've seen you know obviously working with with multiple large listed companies and mid market companies over the country in the last um, well, the last fifteen years. But you know, there's been a rush of obviously uh, new clients in the last few weeks. Um, so we had multiple. You know, legal advice around uh, around stand down options, uh, legal legal requirements. So, if you're governed just by fair work, you can stand down without pay. Um, and you know, you know, there might be a requirement if you've got an EBA or a, a certain uh, award that you're also governed by, which might mean you also need to, uh, to consult with the union or whatever. But you should be doing that anyway. Um, but um, but but you'll 
a lot of businesses, sometimes it actually makes more sense to stand them down with that pay so they can actually take advantage of the government support package. Because yeah. if you put staff on, on annual leave and pay them, so even if you can afford to, um, means they can't actually access the government support package. So uh, actually the right thing for, 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 custom, for, for some employees is actually to stand them down with that pay so they can access that straight away. And then if, if they are still uh, employed, as opposed to maybe redundant, then their annual leave and other, other entitlements keep accruing even though they're temporarily getting uh, government support. So, so again, you need to you need to look at that. You know, there will be rolling stand downs. They're already happening, um, but that's all about preserving cash. The government's already got the money there. It's not as much as what a lot of people will need, but we're in different times. But sometimes a rolling stand, stand down, whether it's the whole business for, for two or three weeks or a rolling shutdown across different sites across the country if you're a national business, that can still keep some emergency products, some core products still being produced, um, but but you're not bleeding as much cash, and then you're preserving that runway so you can make sure those jobs are there, you know, when the, when this uh, crisis is over. Now you mentioned uh, the idea that you know you want to run down those overstocked items. You want to just focus on mm. on on what's selling. I guess that means you could you, you do the same thing on the uh, on the supply side. Deal deal with with fewer suppliers. That's right. So again, most businesses end up with far too many. Suppliers, so this is an ideal time. You know, we talk, we always talk, Phil, as you know, about identifying those one to two big changes in strategy, which is a fundamental part of our turnaround yeah. philosophy. And and yeah, this is again the perfect time to <clears throat> look at your business with that lens, and, and run a sort of a situational analysis workshop, a strategic strategic planning workshop. What are those one to two things? If we're going to take advantage of this quiet time, and I know it sounds really weird saying that, but if but this is a time when you've got time to think about this. What are the one or two big changes we would make to our business right now um, and 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 then model the business around that? So it might be rationalising your supply chain, uh, which also then means you, 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 you reduce the number of creditors you have to pay through this period. Um, what are the key products or services that really aren't making any profit? Do we mm. do we do we cull those now? Uh, do we have sites that are um, that were borderline before? Shut them down now because they're assets you can then sell to bolster your balance sheet, etc. So whether you're running down, so if, if you're getting rid of a product line, for argument's sake, that's marginal. If it was marginal before, it's not going to be profitable after this. So you know, sell as much of that as you can, whatever you can get for it, because that will boost your cash flow. Because you're not having to reinvest in that product line, in that stock line, in that factory that's superfluous. Um, so look at your non-core assets. Which ones are surplus? Which are non-core? Yes, you might get some depressed prices right now, but as I said, there is a lot of money sitting on the sidelines to pick up real estate, to pick up investments in businesses at very cheap prices. There are lifelines there, but you need to act now and, and, and as I said, use the next two, three, four weeks, which is a, a unique opportunity. If you've got that mindset, this is a unique opportunity yeah. to have that fresh look across your business, build a business plan that's going to be more robust on the back of it. There is money to support um, uh, businesses, not, you know, not the... Not, not from the usual places. There is a lot of money sitting there because they've all got out of shares in the last two, three, four months. They're sitting on piles of cash and they'll be looking for uh, cheap investments, yeah. cheap assets, which, yes, it's a depressed price, but it still provides a lifeline to your business so you can rebound. And I guess it is. That rebound is the word, isn't it? I was about to say that. It's all about who comes out of the starting yep. blocks the fastest with the uh, the most nimble business. And who knows, after all of this self-assessment, you might actually come out and discover there's a product that you should have been selling that you hadn't thought of, uh, or a new way of operating, yep. a new way of servicing customers, which is which is going to give you a head start on the, uh, on the opposition. So, yeah, positivity and yeah. bad numbers doesn't necessarily mean you're 
business is going to collapse because, as you say, these aren't ordinary times. We should leave it there, Michael, because I know we're going to talk lots over the, over the next few weeks. Uh, <laughs> but uh, lots to think about there. Thanks for your time. Cheers, Phil. And I'm sure there is lots that uh, you would like to know. So make sure you subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud or your favourite podcast platform. Just search for Vantage Performance Podcast. And Michael will be back with more detailed advice to help you navigate through these difficult times. I'm Phil Dobby. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thank you.